It's a long time coming. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the year 2022 of the Estebro TV podcast. A lot has happened between now and the most recent episode, but I have good news, everyone. I found him. I brought him back. He's alive, and hopefully he's going to be here for future episodes from here on out. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from the Empire State, freezing his ass off. TV, say hello to the people, TV. What's popping, everybody? I missed y'all. Sorry, I was away for a little bit. Had a lot of shit going on. Had a, some big life events happen, and uh, yeah, but we back. Back in business. My brother. We had a lot, lot of, of shit going on. Yeah, Happy New Year. Me and you. Happy New Year, indeed. Yeah, me and you both had a lot of stuff going on, both professionally and personally. So, listen, life happens, but we're back in the back on the saddle again. All things considered, how was your holiday in the most brief way, fashion you could express it and talk about it? Um, holiday season was good. You know, it was a little bit busy because big life news: me and Hello Nurse did actually move in together, so that happened. I don't know how a Tinder date turned it into. A girl moving into my apartment, but it happened. I'm not mad about it. There's a lot of food in my fridge. That's how it all starts, dude. That's how it all, starts. How it all starts. My my buddy and my buddy put it. We redefined swiping right. I would like to think. Anyway, uh, holiday season was cool. Um, we spent. I spent it with the Italians. That was very nice. Lots of food. Lots of drinks. Um. It was good. Um, Christmas was great. And then going into the New Year's, I was working a lot. And then unfortunately, I came down with that damn fucking Omicron. So that laid me up for about, you know, nice little five-day quarantine, a couple extra days. So got a unplanned vacation or staycation, however you want to put it. But uh, it was good, man. It was good. I'm all healthy now. Thank God I'm negative. And uh, back to work, back to selling houses and uh, – Keeping the people happy. You just shook it off, this. right? Yeah, I tested negative Thursday for the first time. So just over like four days since I've been like completely good to go. But I've been feeling better since about probably honest. I've been feeling better for about a week, honestly. Last Monday, I really stopped feeling symptomatic, you know, a little bit nasally. But wasn't too bad, man. Go get your shots, people. Be safe. Go get your damn booster shots. We're, we're not worst paid by the government or anything else that matter. It's just stop being difficult. You know, we're not saying comply to what Big Brother is saying. <laughs> we want to get through this the f- best way. Either catch it or get a vaccine. Give it the times. That's it. That's all I can tell you. The The irony of it all, bud, was the day that I got approved my booster, I got COVID. So it was just like fuckery nonstop, but it is what it is. Bullshit, though. 
That's absolute bullshit. Well, whatever, it sucks. But so I don't need the booster anymore. I've got some antibodies, hopefully, but we'll see. You you can't get the booster until March, April, then. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a little unfortunate. That's yeah, okay. That's why I have a nurse on call twenty four seven. Right? Yeah. You want to say hello to the people or no? Come say hello to the people. Hello, nurse. Come say hello to the people. Paging. Hello, hello nurse. Hello, nurse. So I, I love the fact that you're on the show uh, again because um, Mandy Itake mentioned on the last episode that um, she was uh, what, why she hasn't been asked to be on the show. And, you know, I've asked her, I even put her on the spot after Christmas to come on the show and, you know, wrap some topics that we'd all talk about because I'm pretty sure she'd make it easy. And the minute I put her on the spot, she just started like sweating, like, oh, I can't really, you know, do that under pressure. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're just, you're great on oh, the mic. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I've been waiting for you to ask me to be back on the show. We're we're gonna figure it back out. We'll we'll figure it out once Sweet. more. And we'll we'll get a proper episode, yes. you know, figured out when that yes, happens. We have so. plenty to talk about, that's for sure. Plenty. Plenty, plenty. to talk about. <laughs> All right, I'll leave you guys to it. Hello, nurse has to crap. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Take care. <laughs> we'll page you if we're bleeding. Yes, please. Let me know. Or if I need dying. to be resurrected. <laughs> Like we we're resurrecting this podcast from the dead. Slightly. We are literally. We're we're giving we're giving it uh, chest compressions. You know, we're getting ready to start CPR. Holiday and, uh, hangover. Who's doing mouth to mouth? You or me? You. Wonderful. <laughs> I love it. How was your holiday, yeah. my brother? You got some news. My holiday. People. My holiday was fantastic. It was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, we could announce the big news and tell all of you ladies that your boy is off the market. So you all have missed your chance because your boy is engaged. I'm officially off the market. I am going to be marrying Mandy Hitake sometime within the next two year uh, time window gap. So that was when when we had uh, D Truth and um, DJ Foresight on for the two part series, they were pretty much twisting the arm of you know keeping uh, uh, the ugly sweater party to be resurrected from the dead, and um, so we did that. There's a lot of resurrecting going on in 2022. What is this TV? Well, so we said it's, a, be- it's alive. We said at the beginning of. 2021 that this was the year of redemption arcs that 2021 was going to like redeem itself from how bad 2020 was that clearly didn't happen so clearly a redemption is not what we need we need to take this a whole step further and do a whole fucking resurrection on everything hollywood's doing it hollywood's doing (laughs) it you know you got they re they resurrected the matrix literally matrix resurrections like listen we we got to do something Redemption didn't work. We, we got to do something. Let's try. So let's try to resurrect 2022. Ugly sweater four happened, and that was basically my big scheme 
to um, mask it as an engagement party to surprise my better half. And, um, you know, now we're engaged. It was pretty great. Congratulations, man. I'm so happy. What's very, what's very funny. So I can actually clear this air. Um, the actual plan was doing diamond for a diamond, which, you know, uh, monetarily value, it does not equal at all whatsoever. However, I was just being cute and stupid, but everybody was asking why I wasn't, you know, playing uh, brilliant diamond or shining pearl on day one, like everybody else. And I said, Oh, because I'm waiting. And, um, I only, the, the biggest hint that I told her on what I wanted for Christmas is like, I only want Pokemon brilliant diamond. That's all I wanted. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> genius. I love it. So she was surprised. Yeah, dude, it, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, did you see the reaction video? I did. I did. Uh, she, uh, Mandy Hatsuke yeah. did send the reaction video to Hello Nurse, and we watched it together. And uh, not gonna lie, mom might have teared up a little bit. It was a, uh, it, it was a, uh, it was a beautiful scene, man. I'm really happy for you guys, and I, you know, me and Hello Nurse love you guys, and we're so happy for you, and uh, can't wait for the party. It's gonna be a big party. It's it's gonna be an absolutely big party. Brilliant. So. We celebrated, yes, Word. we celebrated the engagement Christmas and um, pretty much being together for five years on a cruise for the new year. So I just actually got back a little while ago. Like we would have had, you know, recordings earlier, but, you know, I was out of the country and could not necessarily record. So, um, yeah, went to Mexico for the first time saw Belize and um, you know, I got my booster before we even got on and um, I'm not incubating anything yet, but uh, I, I didn't get sick. So boosted up for 2022 and I should be okay. I don't think there's any more variants that are going to come across my body. Listen, man, me and Helen nurse talk about it. Some people do just have some sort of natural immunity to it. And for whatever reason, are just able to dip, duck, dive, dodge, and dodge this shit for some reason. But yeah, I don't get it. Man, listen, good for you, man. If you're, it's good genes, I guess. Good genes. Knock on wood. You're healthy. It's all that matters. For sure. So the cruise was lit for fucking sure. The cruise was amazing. For. I mean, like for my first cruise, it, it, that's even like harder to believe that it was my first cruise. Mm. So um, it's all good. Um, I just loved that for my first experience. The th- fact that it happened after the holidays just goes to show that they weren't in busy season anymore for it. So actually just participate in a cruise that was, um, you know, didn't have a lot of people in the boat and, you know, could enjoy the excursions offshore was pretty great. It was awesome. And, um, dude, Mexico is amazing. Yeah. It's just absolutely amazing. I love Mexico now. Mexico's fun. I've been, I've been a couple times. I've been to Cozumel quite a few times, actually. That's usually where we go. I love Cozumel. Where we go. But, uh, yeah, man, never a bad time. Listen, this is slow season, I think, for cruises, like you were telling me the other day. We were on the yeah. Yeah. That, and, dude, I'm telling you, man, being in the restaurant industry, this virus has people scared. You know whether it's on whether it's right or not, the people are scared and people aren't going out. People aren't going on cruises. Boy, flights are cheap as shit too right now. Yeah, they are. So yeah, they absolutely are. 
We might have to get a uh, flight to New York soon. I was so, dude, I was so, no, 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 don't come here right now. It's going to be 12 degrees tonight. Don't. It's in, in You know I escaped the sun to go experience a little bit of winter. No, I understand that. And listen, well, listen, you want, you want to come here and you want to let me go to the beach in Mexico? I'll trade you all day long. Okay. Say less. Because <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll trade we'll trade places for at least a little bit. Dude, it's crazy <laughs> cold right now. You come in March. March is, is nice. March starts warming up a little I'd more. come in March. It's a good idea. The, the time Day. I usually come is between March and May, bud. St. Patrick's Day. Yep. Just so you know. Yep. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. The town I live in has the third largest St. Patrick's Day parade in the United States behind New York. I know City you do. Boston. Just saying. I know you do. So, guys, come stay. I gotta say, guys come stay at the crib. That go to the parade. We should we should do an episode live from New York. Live um, from New York. <laughs> no, um, twenty twenty two is definitely gonna be like really really good for the podcast. Like you know, people have been warming up to a lot of the guests who have come on, who you know help the passion project move a little further. So, you know, anybody who is a supporter, friend of the show, who's definitely interested on having their time on mic, definitely reach out to us. Um, you know where to find us on the socials, Instagram at Estabro TV pod on Twitter at ETV underscore pod. We have a Facebook group. You can join it. You could contribute to the conversation. Show us your dank memes. We still have, you know, plenty of debauchery to take care of. And um, it's been a lot of fun, especially after being in the pod for at least one year. So we're definitely going to make this interesting. Let's start 2022 with important headlines. And we haven't done this in a while because, you know, there's been so much so much going on. So we'll probably take the time to say that we're going to focus on a little bit of some sports headlines here. We are recording this on January 10th, 2022. Today, we are recording like we did last year, right before the college football playoff. And uh, who was the matchup last year? Alabama and who? If I remember, was it Cle- it wasn't Clemson? Was it State? I think it, it was Ohio State. It was Ohio right? State. I I believe. Give me one second. I'll double check it for you. And and Alabama mopped them. Like it wasn't even a game by the second half. No, absolutely. Like not that. Like people turned that off really really fast. Absolutely not. And that just goes to show where like all the Ohio fans, all the Ohio fans could like literally shut the fuck up because you know that. Alabama is now the all-time football empire, and your empire means absolutely fucking nothing. So if you are an Ohio State fan, there's the door. We don't care. Yep. Yep. Alabama over Ohio State, 52-24. to After comparing the teams, um, last year's Alabama team, I think, was just out for blood and revenge especially after, you know, how 2020 unfolded. So I think this year was actually a more difficult season for Alabama this year. And I really don't think 
Um, I, I I don't see how Georgia could lose this game. Like this is this is the game they've been waiting for to beat Alabama in. Not regular season, not the SEC championship, not a different round before the actual championship for the college football playoff. This is the game that Georgia will turn it on against Alabama. What say you, my co-host of this podcast? Oh, man. I I don't know. It's just, it is kind of crazy to me that we have an all-SEC national championship series again. These teams just played each other recently. What? How how long ago was SEC championship? Two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? They played each other. Like I'm, I'm looking at this right now, and it doesn't show it. December fourth, twelve, twelve, four, twenty-one. Yeah. So December, yeah. December fourth, they played. So they played little, little over a month ago, and Alabama soundly mm-hmm. beat Georgia. And the the biggest part of me, listen, when me and you were coming up, we always appreciated Alabama and the greatness of what we were watching with Nick Saban. And who doesn't like saying roll tide? It just rolls off the tongue very nicely. It's a fun thing. But this was this was before the bandwagoning though. This because like it was fun to be around Alabama folk now. Then you go through a decade of what went on and you know, it's it's like the Crimson Tide was forced down everybody's throat. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But let me insert another vintage factor of behind-the-scenes kindling of our friendship. It is known that you are a born Atlanta native and was raised somewhat of, you know, Georgia hospitality. And there's a little recognition that you brought up to me yesterday the show squidbillies has their pretty much like ode to everything of uh georgia Uh, listen it it, it's (laughs) funny to me because it is true i was born in georgia my dad's side of the family they are all big university of georgia fans go dog sick them that 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 is a fact and I have a lot of friends and family that went to University of Alabama, right? So I see both sides of this. I don't see Bama beating Georgia twice in a month. I don't see that happening. In less than a month. In less than a month, yeah. Actually, no, it's a little bit over a month. E- either way, looking erroneous. At that is, without a doubt, I, I that is my whole thing with this. I could see Alabama just cruising. There's no way that... Alabama can beat Georgia again. Now, of course, there is a way, but I think this is a huge opportunity for Georgia to prove that there is another SEC school that can win a national championship besides Alabama. And to be a tacky Georgia. college headliner writer, okay, um, there's no way the tide is going to let a sleeping dog lie. Okay? And when I look back at this game that happened a little over a month ago, um, I really believe Georgia was playing more conservatively than Alabama was because Alabama had to prove that they deserve to be 
the king of SEC, as they are. And I really think Georgia was just not trying to reveal as much as possible so that they could catch Nick Saban sleeping tonight. Listen, because I really think they they weren't bringing out all the plays out of the book. If 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 the Georgia staff did that, that is a bold strategy, Cotton. Because there's no guarantee if you get second in the SEC that you get in. No, no. Are these the two best teams in college? Without a doubt, that's not even a question. But because it was the loss you could, you know, give up. That was to, the one loss in order to stay. Up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And because your team is that much better than everybody else's in the ACC, the Big Ten, whatever, you can get in, right? To be honest, I think what happened is Nick. Let's 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 be real upfront with this, right? Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. It's not even a question. It's not even question. Yes. He's the best recruiter. He's the best coach. He's ran the best program in college football history. At the university where the majority of college football true dynasties have been. I mean, you're talking about the guy that passed Bear Bryant. Like, this is historic what we're watching. Yeah. But talking about redemptions one more time. Listen, if Georgia can pull this off and beat them, legends forever. Just like when Trevor Lawrence did it. Just like when fucking, uh, what's his face? Joe Burrows did it. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. It it took two other Southern schools to you know make their big imprint on Alabama, and I think everything with Georgia is pointing the right way. Like they they are favored only by two and a half points in this game. Um, the matchup prediction has them at I believe this said fifty seven percent, fifty eight. Fifty-eight percent, um, and I, I am not dismissing the fact that Bryce Young, the Heisman winner, isn't going to tear it up as he should on this big scale or on this big stage, mind you. But I really think that we we should get a great game tonight. Like I'm not expecting low score battle of defenses. I I'm expecting a dramatic college game that we haven't had since the Alabama Clemson rivalry series. Like I, I have that expectation. I, I agree with that. I think Georgia has the absolute ability to become what the Dabo Sweeney led Clemson has been in the last couple of years. Yeah. DraftKings has uh wait. Yeah, Georgia favored by three. It's it's kind of shocking that Georgia's favored. I feel like a lot of people, including Vegas, see what others see is that there's no like it. It be listen. Alabama's gonna be hard pressed to beat Georgia twice in a month. Point blank period. Even though they're fantastic. Um. It's you know, I just think people are tired of seeing Alabama win national championships. I think that's what it is. Listen, there's no I think I think you got tired of me winning fantasy sports championships. I did. That's and, why I won it this year. And you had to make you know your statement very vocal, very loud. Are you are you happy that I did that? That I humbly gave you that pitch to, you know, brag and boast. Listen. I had a great fantasy season. I came out. I saw. 
I conquered. It was a great year. And listen, man, I got really lucky with this team. I didn't have any injuries all year except for Kareem Hunt, which didn't affect me at all because, you know, Austin Eckler ended up having an amazing year. Ended up second in points. You know, and listen, when you have touchdown time, it's what happens. You win championships. You know what I mean? It's wild out of all years that he was just a fantasy steal for quarterbacks. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dissect this a little bit. First things first. Um, we we had to do a lot of last minute shuffling for uh, participants in this league, and I really think we should have doctored this a lot. You know, a, a lot better because uh, to be quite frank, three yeah three people stopped giving a sh- four people stopped giving a shit you know so um i really think we that they, they weren't considered buys they just like they started that badly like all right fuck it i there's nothing i could do right and pretty much just like you know let it go so from the competition matters i i just really think you were tom brady in his prime in new england just don't roasting the fuck out of the afc east <laughs> That is true. I did have. I actually did have a very easy division. This is actually very true. I will give you. You that did. One. You did. I'm looking at the records. I'm looking at the standards. I'm like, I. I can't even. I saw. I can't. I'm not. I do agree. We got to do some more shuffling this year. Hmm. We'll figure it out. Like, you know, I think for qualifications when we do the deep search this summer is that you know we'll see how much our legitimate fans of the show to stay on. We should have done fantasy yeah, basketball because that still would have been good. It's all right. I um, Shout out to Dr. Thundercock. Good game. GG's <laughs> all around. You did actually – he was the champion last year. So you did actually, you know, did a uh, whole taking of the champion challenge just – in Tom Brady fashion, <laughs> come back in against the Chiefs. Come back in. <laughs> Listen, it was good. I wish I would have had that much luck in our dynasty league, but that was not the case. I think I got fourth in that, but was on yeah. the bottom. So. Shout out to uh, Commissioner Comic Book for taking that league. Um, where is it? Shit! Oh fuck! Fuck that up. Um, I placed third fan- in a fantastic that team too, actually. league. Exactly. His team was untouchable. Like there was no way people were fucking, you know, gonna come near him. And what did you he, end up with in was, the fantasy league? He only had like one or two bad weeks, huh? Yeah. What did you end up in, in our pod league? Yeah. Uh, I believe this said sixth place. Fifth. So that's a fall. That's a fall from grace. Fifth place. Okay, so that's that's a fall from grace. Okay. I didn't even have a tight end the last two weeks. Oh, I was wrong. I, I, got, I, I was wrong. I got seventh in the Dynasty League. That's atrocious. It's getting spanked. Yeah, that is getting spanked. I I won I won Eddie my first Woody. six I won my first six games in the Dynasty League and then lost six straight. I wa- I lost three straight in both leagues. I believe. Like I, I was getting mopped. 
to be honest. It's just like, well, I'm fucking facing uphill. If I'm being honest, this like the 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 pod league this year, I assembled the best team and had the best record I've ever had in fantasy football. So I mean, I went twelve and two. I can't really complain. I didn't, like I said, I. Didn't I really to- thought you had a chance. I mean, if it wasn't for Derrick Henry, you know, falling off, you, you would have had a chance. Oh no, I'm sorry. Kyler Murray fell off too. So that was that was the two things that hurt you. My my dynasty league team was real. It, it's it, my teams are polar opposite this year. My dynasty league team, I had nothing but injuries all year, and my pod league, nothing. I literally just. I didn't make any trades. I, I remember for a couple of weeks I had like three open spots on my bench because everybody was playing the way they should. Also, having Cooper Cup really helps a lot too. Twenty five points a week. It's never shook or you go more. Hmm. Shook or you go more. I mean, I'm a drafting genius. Obviously. No, I'm kidding. Listen, good year, fun. Devonte Adams, you had him in a week that fucking mattered. I did. <laughs> I did. He actually showed up. The week I had him, thank God. You know, because like, yeah, obviously you can't depend on. I am convinced that I will never. Devontae Adams is draft. basically the he is the wide receiver you stash for playoffs. Period. Like yeah. thirty three points week sixteen, thirty points week seventeen. Like he is the absolute fantasy playoff goat for wide receivers. He really is, bro. He's so clutch. It's nuts, too, because you would think, like, in games where maybe the Packers don't need to play that hard because they already secured a playoff berth. Nope. 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 Love it. We it's fucking wild. the champions, my friends. Yeah. I got to say, so though. So why don't you just get a trophy or a belt for the, for the pod league, mm-hmm. champ? Maybe I will. Loser. No, I'm kidding. Honestly, though, I'm not going to lie. I mean, like I said, the Dynasty League was shot. I know I was going to win that, and it was a foregone conclusion. I was going to win the Pod League. So what I'm really looking forward to now is NFL playoffs. What Next weekend's Wild Card Weekend, and I can't wait. Dude, yesterday was nuts, actually. Yesterday was a crazy day of football. Yeah, I um, I only caught the Sunday game, the late Sunday game, because I was working through all of them, man. It was, it was a fucking crazy game. I'm going to be working, actually, a tailgate event on Sunday when the Bucks host the Eagles. So that's the best part that I'm loving about playoff football is that I'm making money through it, which is pretty go. fucking good. I did the same thing yesterday watching, uh, watching Week 18, man. It made money and got to watch all the games. Listen, it was great. You know, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, because New York's uh, New York made gambling legal now, right? New York made gambling legal. Um, yo, one of my buddies, shout out New York as a nationality, put up a thing. It's like, yo, Fanduel's about to hit New York like cracked it in the '80s. <laughs> and you know what? Sure enough, every <laughs> single customer I saw yesterday was like talking about it, how they were able to play place live bets on their phones, and I made a little money yesterday. I'm not gonna lie, I, I had a little fun. I mean, I made like ten dollars. I mean, so okay, so you made ten bucks. Made 10 so bucks. like le- level with me, because I'm a novice. I I used to only just make side bets with friends, you know, like when you got invited to the house or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And that and I I haven't like touched an app 
or anything like in a minute. I, I used to be an avid Bavoda user. And, yeah. you know, the only the only reason why I feel like getting back into it is because Lisa Ann is being sponsored by them now. So it's just like, oh, so then this is legit. Valid. <laughs> Very valid. <laughs> I'm in. Um, so, like, I, like, not to put, I guess, my dedicated fanship to Bavoda, or it's just like, is there a better mediums? Like, you know... It, Pitch the whole thing of where somebody could use user friendly betting for any sport, just to you know have fun and win a little. Cash. Well, the good thing is, is for our Florida listeners, it's legal in Florida too. I mean, listen, there's it's Bavoda, MGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, Barstool. Caesars now exists. If, if you have, if Barstool is legal in your sport, like it is in Jersey, use Barstool. I mean, I've used a bunch of them. It, you really have to go and see. The the good thing is, is what the people I know do is they just hunt for the good bonuses, right? Because there's a lot of times where, you know, I don't know about Bovoda, but I know like DraftKings and FanDuel for sure, they'll give you bonuses. Bet 25, get a free 25. And, you know, it. listen, for me, it makes watching sports a little bit more fun. You know, you go on your app, you place a couple bets, you, you know, whether you're placing them with buddies or whatever you're doing, you know, I'm a big fan of parlays, you know, get a, watch a couple different games, make a couple different games fun. But, you know, like they always say the best way to win a gambling is not to gamble. So I'll leave y'all with that. It's got to be fun, man. Just, you know, I'm going to agree with that because I lost all my money on the boat. <laughs> when I went to go to the casino on the boat, oh, you lost like, money? yeah, you know, I'm just, what did you devil. play? <laughs> Blackjack. What are we playing in the casino? Ask the bro. What? We'll, Blackjack? Oh, okay. okay. Blackjack. Yeah. yeah. You lose money. <laughs> that is the best way to absolutely vaporize money is blackjack. Fast. It's so easy to lose so much money at blackjack. Yeah, I like blackjack. I like blackjack, Texas Hold'em, and uh, craps. Like rolling dice. But yeah, I, I got prefer sp- I got yeah. Mandy to uh, I got Mandy to pique her interest in blackjack a little bit. So maybe that's going to be more date night things. Blackjack's cool. Man. Anyway, we got we got sidetracked. Um, this playoff is very interesting where I'm looking at all of the teams. So for the bye weeks, you have the Titans and the Packers for each of their conferences, wait, 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 respectively. Wait, wait, wait. And the- Real quick. Real quick. Sure. I just got to ask you. Sure. So – uh-huh. The big upset yesterday was the Colts losing to the Jaguars, right? All the Colts had to do was beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are two and whatever, 14, and they go to the playoffs. The Colts were guaranteed. The Colts were guaranteed. The Colts were s- All they had to do was beat the Jags. To, going back to the betting, the Colts were 16-point favorites against the Jags, ended up losing by, I think, like 17. <laughs> so, Whatever. So with that being said, because the Colts lost, the implications were that the Raiders and the Chargers, who were playing each other last night, if they tied, they both get in. Right. I, I'm not going <laughs> to lie Which we you. thought that was going to happen. <laughs> um, listen, I was telling a few people, and, and obviously nobody was like, oh, they're not going to do that, which of course they didn't. But what if they did? What if they just took, each team took 15 knees and just yeah. called okay? I got the notification where like Justin Herbert throws the last play of the game for the tying score. And I'm like, 
I, I got to flip this on and watch, you know, the overtime because it looked like it was heading that way. It really looked like it was heading that way. When it was 29, 20, when it, when it gets to 29, 29 in overtime, <laughs> when the start of yeah. overtime starts, Insta, uh, Bleacher Report puts out the, uh, the meme of, uh, oh God, what, I'm blanking on the Steelers head coach right now. Oh my God. Um, Mike name? Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. With, with his eyes just like bulging out of his head. It's like, <laughs> because if, <laughs> if the Chargers and the Raiders tied, then the Steelers are out and the Chargers and the Raiders Steelers are out. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The way the Steelers play football, and this even goes back to last year where we live react the dog pound, just absolutely ripping the Steelers a new one last year. I don't think, and, and we're about to lose more fans, Steelers football in the playoffs is just going to be absolutely fucking boring if Big Ben is still playing. Like, you know, it's just, I, I can't watch. You look at that game yesterday where apparently they played out of their fucking mind against the Ravens. But like, I, I see, I look at this matchup where they are drawing the Chiefs in round one. <laughs> good, good fucking luck, luck buddy. Luck now, here's the thing. A couple <laughs> things about that, right? Number one, Tyreek Hill sure. hurt himself before the start of the game yesterday. So that's not good. All right. They still have plenty of weapons. Listen, the Steelers play yes. old school football. The Steelers will run the ball up yes. their throat. Thankfully, Najee Harris is a Najee Harris is a monster. The Chiefs' rushing defense is abysmal. It's abysmal, and the yeah. Steelers' defense is crazy. Mika, it's healthy. Mika actually, Patrick, it's it's Claypool, yeah. bro. Those dudes are scary. They beat up Huntley and the Ravens yesterday. Listen, I, I know it's not fun to watch, but. I want to see Ben Roethlisberger try to win one more, try to ride it from the sunset. That dude, after watching the last quarterback uh, in that draft class, man left. Come on, yeah. That and watching his last game in Pittsburgh from Week Seventeen, like that. That was that brought a tear to your I eye. Make, make, you don't even have to be a Pittsburgh fan that bi- to like feel no, that. Bro, good. that Big Ben speech at the end of his last game in Pittsburgh make a grown man cry. Easy. Yeah, for sure. But you know what? I will eat my words live after just saying it five minutes ago. If the Steelers upset the Chiefs in week one, like, you know, it'll be fucking insane. Like, I I hope the masses just go wild because, you know, if the Steelers upset week one, then I have faith. Yeah, I mean, listen, for them. I I really do. You can't lie. If the Steelers do somehow beat the Chiefs, Considering yeah. the style differences, it'd be amazing. You know, what, yeah. you know what I mean. To be honest with because you, because right after that, they easily have one of the best defenses left in the playoffs. No doubt about it. Yeah, with whoever gets eliminated, Patriots at Bills is gonna be fucking amazing as well. Um, I believe the two Bills by a million. or no did both, did did the. Did the Patriots take both games, or did they split the series? I think they split during the regular I'm season. Pretty sure they split the series. You looking it up? I am. Yeah, actually. By the way, that game, Patriots at Bills, Bills by a million. I don't doubt it at all. It's just here's here's the thing, because it's it, I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate this with the Rams, right? And it's not the Rams; it's Matt Stafford. 
Matt Stafford, who is known to be a legitimate, fantastic quarterback and is basically has brought every team that he has played for. And I might, I'm just saying the offensive units, not just Detroit is like taking the horse to water and trying to force it to drink. Last night, he's hobbling just to fucking finish that game and loses against the 49ers. Come on, buddy. 49ers played. I mean, it's just like 49ers played great. My thing with the Rams is, dude, you have so much talent on paper. Like, you literally have the most talented team on paper in the NFL. Without a doubt, Cooper Cup, Odo Beckham Jr. Defensively, you got Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. I mean, like, there is no excuse for you guys to lose. None. 49ers played great. They played mean, but... Patriots and Bills did split the series. I'm telling you, Bills by a million. And they, and they both beat each other in a in a opposing stadiums. Let me tell you something. So let me tell you something. The Bills beat the Bills beat the Pats in New England, and the Patriots beat the Bills in Buffalo. So that's a game. It's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen twice. That's which a is game. crazy because the Patriots are a not good road team and they're a great home team. So that's that's actually really interesting. Here's my thing. Well, that was but that first matchup when they played each other was amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. Like that game was, a, and fucking um, Josh Allen was not on his game that first matchup. Not even. So they weren't. Listen, it's going to be really interesting. The Patriots caught a lot of people by surprise this year. A lot, like in game, mm-hmm. in game, and his overall too. But the Bills have been beat, getting beat up on in the AFC East by the Patriots for so many years. I'm telling you, and their team is solid. Solid team. And, dude, I don't know. Buffalo might have the best home field advantage in the NFL, especially this time of year. Uh, That's that's rough because, you know, I know January is rough in your neck of the woods yeah. in general when it comes to weather, Buffalo. especially that part Buffalo's of four the hours state. north of me. Buffalo's down mm-hmm. here in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it is. Um, and even after last night's, you know, match between the Raiders and Chargers, um, I'm really excited to see uh for the Raiders. Young young blood quarterback and offensive unit versus a seasoned experienced um offense with the Raiders. Like I I really think that's gonna be a, a solid game. Raiders look more favored as a defensive unit. Over the Bengals, who are representing as the AFC North champions, like that—that yeah, that looks interesting. The Bengals play that brand of football, which is like our best defense is our offense. Yeah, kind of stick, yeah. right? So we'll see. That's to me. That's that's kind of a fun game because that's that's probably going to be a very high scoring game. Bills Patriots probably will be also. I, I, like I said, I think the Steelers are going to be able to hold the Chiefs to a low scoring affair, and the Rams and Cardinals. You don't really know because both those teams, you've got both quarterbacks who are going to, who are questionable what they're going to give you depending on how their health is. The Cowboys are going to. I can't believe the Cowboys got the Niners in the first round. That's fucking ridiculous. And it was funny because the Cowboys were either going to get that is ridiculous. The Cowboys were either <laughs> going to get the Niners or the Saints in the first round. That's just fucking bullshit. 
the Cowboys before everything were um were pulling the cards. Yeah. Like before everything. Yeah. And that was expecting the teams who were supposed to show up to win yeah. yesterday. The cards end up so, ended up winning the last couple of their games, so they moved the cards lost yesterday though. <laughs> like the cards played the Cowboys and handled them, you know, phenomenally. And, you know, Kyler Murray looks more mortal in, you know, down those following weeks. Yeah. So cards Rams and reiterating the statement of Matt Stafford, not being able to bring a horse to drink the water. I see the Cardinals upsetting the Rams. Yeah. And I I still think the Cardinals are one of the best teams in the NFC to just actually take it because I agree. Let me tell you something. The Packers are supposedly favored to win it all, as much as it pains me to say that. Um don't sleep on Tom Brady, but I don't think the Bucks are the Bucks are gonna handle the Eagles. I'm gonna, uh, you know, gonna, say that and say, admit that. Yeah. I, I think the same thing. The, the only following thing. week, though, is going to be a lot harder for them. Like, a lot harder. They get home field for the first two games, okay, um, being the second seed. So the wild card and the division series, they will, you know, host whoever wins in um, this week, right? But the Bucks have to go to Green Bay. That's going to be tough because... There's one game that I know Aaron Rodgers circled that he knows he wants that rematch in Lambeau oh, yeah. Field once again. Absolutely, because he got freaking embarrassed the last the, time they played. Yeah, I'm not saying the Bucks are going to be that team, um, but if the Bucks do it, the Bucks do it. The Cards, I believe, are going to be the matchup for the Packers in that conference aisle. So, TV. As we wrap this segment, what is your hypothetical Super Bowl matchup of these teams? Hmm. Let me see. That is a good question. I do think the AFC is by far the stronger conference. By far. Um, mm-hmm. I think... People are sleeping on the Titans because they do now have Derrick Henry back. He's been sitting all year. I said that at the beginning of the season. I, Don't sleep on the Titans. I, I would really like to pick them. But if I'm being honest, I don't know, man. I think I think Josh Allen's it. Like I think Josh Allen can really take this team all the way. Like they have the weapons, they have the defense. And you know, cir- you know, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Bills Bucks, and I think Tom Brady goes back to back. Okay, now listen. So you think the Bucks can go? I, I think when it comes down to it, do you know what it is about the Bucks and w- what makes me confident in them? Yeah, Bruce Arian. What? Yeah, no, that that's playoffs. That's, it comes down to coaching. Cowboys, very yeah, Cowboys, very talented team. Rams, Cardinals, same thing. Packers mm-hmm. all have great talented teams. I think Bruce Arian is the best coach left in the NFC. And I think he's going to take it all the way. Again, because he has Tom Brady. 
and Mike Evans. I like, they don't need Antonio I Brown. Like your take. They never needed Antonio Brown. No, they, they don't. didn't need him. No, they don't. It's it was just pretty much a guarantee. He was the slot, which Tom Brady favors the slot. This played out the same way this did last year. The Buccaneers quietly win twelve games. They're moving on to the playoffs. They win the NFC South, going away. They didn't win the NFC South last year. They did this year. Wild card last year. That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Listen. That, that was the headline of it because the Saints is one proven to be Tom Brady's uh, weakness, and two um, spoil everything for him. So the the game where they shut him out which broke his all-time, like, no team has ever shut out Tom Brady for, I think they said, like, 10 to 12 years. Yeah. Um, that was the night that the Bucks were projected to win the NFC South, mm-hmm. and it hasn't happened for them since 2006, yeah. I believe was the statistic. It was either 2006 or 2008. It's between those uh, time frames. So, um that's crazy. So thank God Tom Brady delivered something else to Tampa once more. <laughs> um, I'm going Bills and Cardinals. Bills and Cardinals. I, I know we're a Tampa-based podcast, and we were just off the rocker when we fired the cannons celebrating with the city. Um, I really think... The Cardinals could surge once again. They may draw the Bucks in the second week if they beat the Rams. Um, so that's going to be an interesting game to watch. But if Tom Brady's Tom Brady and he does his goat things, I won't doubt it at all. And I know um, Aaron Rodgers wants his redemption arc, but... Um, I'm not sleeping on the offensive and defensive juggernaut of what the Cardinals are. And um, yeah, I think this is Josh Allen's time and even delivers something more to the city of Buffalo. So all of this football talk and, you know, lately during the times of passing for the podcast not being on waves, we haven't had the time to, you know, give tribute to some of the legends we've lost, you know, along the way, Betty White, Bob Saget, within the past twenty-four hours, uh, Sidney Poitier. Um, but talking all of this football, we need to actually show the great homage to the legendary coach John Madden, who passed right after Christmas and it's just it it shook probably the sports world to the core now we're really not trying to set the emotion of this episode to be sad we actually are trying to celebrate the man um you know in the best way possible example Days after the airing of his documentary, All Madden is basically just like a farewell as he had because he passed right after that. And that debuted Christmas Day. 
uh, walking through everything what the man has done, you know, professionally in his career as a coach, um, you know, what he did as a broadcaster, you know, what's really cool and how they, you know, doctored it up. But when John Madden spoke about his irrational fear of flying and how it, you know, started the reason why he just had a tour bus to drive everywhere, that whole part was actually like, it, it, it touched me a little bit because he went out of his way to go off the beaten path and embrace himself in American culture. And I really think that's just really important to all of us as somebody who experienced a whole century of culture is that John Madden is one of the very last Americana Renaissance men. And it's extraordinary to see how much he touched people, not just in sports, but just connecting people as a whole. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, three out of the four people that you named, you know, Sidney Poitier, you know, John Madden, God, man, ah, Betty White. I mean, you, these are all like American figures that have been famous for years and years and years and years. Listen, John Madden to me is like, that one was, it was sad. It was sad, man. I grew up watching John Madden on TV, calling games. We both did. Calling games. We both did. We, owned the Madden NFL game. Yes, because it was a football game, but also because John's Madden name was John Madden's name was on it. And we knew because of that it was going to be good. Like one of EA Sports doesn't have its I guess like giant presence without John Madden. No shot. Football. There's absolutely no shot without John Madden's name on their video games selling them that EA Sports is literally what all of the stuff that you know the EA all that stuff is not there without mm -hmm. John Madden it's not because his name sold those games I'm sorry you cannot tell me that that's not the case I mean like you said beyond sports you know when they would parody him on Saturday Night Live or anything like that it it, it it was more of Mad TV because Frank Caliendo's uh, but, impersonation of fucking John Madden is unmatched. I see corrected. Unmatched. Un Frank Caliendo's <laughs> impressions are unmatched in general. We'll get to that at a later, at a later basis. Yeah. It, it's sad, man. It really, really is one of those things where you're like, damn, you know, the people that we grew up watching are getting older and, you know, I haven't watched the All Madden documentary yet, but I'm going to check it out. And little little known fact: Electronic Arts founder Trip Hawkins conceived the series and approached Madden in 1984 for his endorsement and expertise. Because of Madden's insistence that the game must be as realistic as possible, the first version of John Madden Football did not appear until 1988. Mm -hmm. EA has released an annual version 
since 1990, and the series name changed to Madden NFL in 1993 after EA acquired the rights to use NFL teams and players. I mean, listen, for people that are a little bit closer to 20, unlike us who are who are slowly but surely creeping up on 30, day by day. Don't remind me, we're turning 30 this I year. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> anyway... The Madden series set a new standard for sports games, not just football games, but sports games in general. And it, in a way, made the sports video game market in general. Because, I mean, listen, without Madden, there's no NFL Street. Without Madden, there's no... 2K editions with Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant on the covers. You know what I mean? It using that legendary name to market a game was genius, but using the this this is a rash statement. What I'm going to say, all right? Shocking. I hate to cut you off. No, you're good. I'm just, what I was saying was is that hearing Madden's voices in those games like you did on Sunday when you were watching football with your friends or your family right? brought it all together. Right. And that was what I was getting at with that. But go ahead, say something completely on brand for you. Also, asking Madden was probably the worst feature to have as a play because it was always like the worst offensive scheme that I could run. It was just dumb because that, was, that would be never something that John Madden would say. Anyway. No, no, <laughs> it was a horrible AI tactic to use for him. Like, especially, look, we've all played Madden and we've never really played by the rules of football necessarily. All of us went for it on fourth down. We never punted. Never. Never. And it's just like you ask Madden what play to strategize. I don't care if you're four and long, four and inches. He said to punt it or kick a field goal. It's like, fuck you. Listen. <laughs> that's the it's a, it's a video game for that reason i think part of it why they did like that so you can almost argue with madden like no madden i'm gonna do what i want to do like exactly. listen, it's a video game you gotta have fun where where i'll be rash is that i don't believe that fifa the the sports title alone would have been you know helped to assure what Madden did for EA Sports as a whole. EA as a company was successful as is. But as sports games, they're they're in their own league and they've pretty much dominated. I mean, shit, you play 2K for basketball, but you don't play it for anybody else, anything else, minus people who are wrestling fans. And you and I play the show because there's no baseball game that you know matches the presence. NFL Live and a 2K football game didn't come anywhere near what Madden football no, was. No, of course not. Just like EA can, just like you know, NBA Live could never be what 2K. Exactly. Been. I mean, and they were, and they were actually. And listen, NBA Live for a while was the winner. There was, you know, in the early two, in the early to mid two thousands, that NBA Live was the game. It was not two K. It was the same thing with baseball. Absolutely. You know, EA Sports. Listen, that dominance that EA Sports had for over twenty years in the sports gaming industry, like we said, it comes full circle. 
it, you can 100% credit it to John Madden. It's just the way things are. And the, and the games that we have today in sports games are just, you know, all due to Madden. And listen, the way that, you know, people even call football games this year, listen, he's an, had an incredible impact on culture, on mm-hmm. sports, you know, and, you know, rest in peace, coach. To a legend. To a legend. If they do not doctor the next Madden series as a... But you know they will. Com- they have they to. Will. If If they don't make the next Madden series as a tribute, and listen, I know they have anniversary collections. That's the last Madden game I bought. I bought the Madden Anniversary mm-hmm. Edition. Um, and I haven't purchased one since. But they better do like some sort of special Madden game for the one that comes out this late summer, early fall in 2022. And I'd buy it. Oh, yeah. I'd buy it if it's, you know, doctored the right way. Because if it's not, then, you know, that shame on them. I'm sure the legendary edition this year will be full of stuff and it's going to be. I would I would assume the whole game is probably going to be dedicated to him, but I, I guarantee yeah. you with the legendary edition they're going to give you some sort of crazy you know poster or something like that because I mean it's 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 his you know again it's his name that sold the games you know the games are good I hope they keep his name on the game like I hope his fucking um, estate says that his name remains on the video game franchise. I'm sure. I, I, I would hope they would because, listen, he he already will, but that will just solidify him living, you know, far beyond what is more. As Vince Lombardi's name is on the trophy mm-hmm. for the championship in the NFL, yeah. John Madden's name must remain on the video game franchise. Without, period. Without a doubt. Period. Without a doubt. So another interesting article, uh, because, you know, we're fanboying here that I read on The Athletic um, talked about a bunch of guys who dedicate all this time playing like one exact series of a sport that came out a specific year because it's unmatched. And, you know, they they play it, and then, you know, of course they wait for the next game to come out just to compare it, and they still stand over like the one-year game. I can't remember which exact year it was, but I know they were playing the NHL series from EA Sports. Um, have you ever encountered this of like a year of 2K that you just said like this was the best year that they ever made it and it's been unmatched since? Without a doubt. I mean, absolutely without a doubt. To me, right? Like, it, it, what, what was the last time that that was like the all time for you. For me, like of the recent ones that were very, very good, 2K18 was actually a very well put together game. They kind of put the finishing touches on the multiplayer and the my park aspect of the game. But to me, the one that sticks out in my mind all the time is 2K11, which was the Michael Jordan edition. Yes. Which is where they they really kind of started putting things in play to set up what they would do in future games. And then in 2K16, they really, I think, perfected. That one was a good one too, yeah. Perfected the My Park and multiplayer systems. And and then after 2K17, I, I think it's just been kind of an up and down kind of thing where they will add features that are great. 
and then some remove some great ones and put some stupid ones in and back and forth and back and forth. But I didn't buy this year's 2K just because I just didn't. I haven't really been playing that many video games at all recently. And when I have been playing, I've been, right. I mean, I've been kind of doing, been more into the RPG kind of field anyway. But listen, yeah, nice. It's fun. It, it, you know, it is fun to reminisce. You know, the just the 2K11 with like the Jordan challenges was something very cool that I feel like that was so cool. Like for example, I love just that for example, bit, like in 2020 when 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 Kobe Bryant passed away, like I think you definitely could have capitalized on a big opportunity there by doing something like that in 2K20 or 2K21, you know, by having like the Kobe challenges and like having him re, you know, the 81 point game, you know, all that stuff. But yeah. What about baseball? Is there one that sticks out as the best of all time? You know, when I got my first PlayStation since the childhood, when I was um, in our first year of a relationship with Mandy Atake, is that I couldn't wait to you know sink my teeth into um, the show because I've been dying to play it for the longest time. And so I can't really necessarily speak from the show aspect. However, the first, the show game I bought was uh, 2017's with uh, Ken Griffey Jr. on the um, cover for the MVP edition. And what was really cool is that they took Ken Griffey's home run slugger game and put a lot of those features onto this version of the show. And I really think, you know, with my brief uh, reveal of playing the show like that is like you know the best version of the show I've played but I gotta tell you when it comes to games like these with what these guys in the athletic are passionate about if I still had my regular Xbox I would play NFL Street 2 and break discs over and over again and th- this is going to sound very childish um but I did enjoy playing the backyard baseball series. Of course, who did it? It's one up. of the best games ever. Listen, and I those you. are two franchises that are now dead. I know it's terrible entirely. Thank you, baby. Listen, I one hundred percent agree with you, bro. NBA Street, being able to jump off a wall, catch an alley oop, and then jam it and flip upside down on the hoop—that is the funnest shit ever. And to be honest, my favorite NFL game of all time—that was the best thing they did since NBA Jam. Absolutely. My favorite yeah. football game of all time still will always be Blitz the League. Always. Always. Oh, yeah. It's a video game. Blitz was good. It's a video game. It's supposed to be not realistic. You're supposed to be able to do something. Now, hang on. Game. Hang on. Remember remember when that was the whole thing? Like, we had Blitz all the way to what year? 2002, probably? Uh, and then Blitz the League... Looked like they were trying to resurrect the series. They were, you know what I mean. I think they were supposed to, and then I don't think it ever ended up mat- uh, materializing. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when that came out, it was a pretty big deal mm-hmm. because a lot of people missed the violence of what NFL Blitz was. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the thing is like Blitz. Blitz kind of like obviously turned the violence up to like a million. Hell a little yeah. unnecessary, but I mean, 
Yeah, wait, so hold on. Is this just this is just the original game? They only made two games that can't be true. No, they made hang on. <clears throat> they made NFL Blitz from nineteen ninety seven to two thousand three. Because then they called it NFL Blitz Pro. Gotcha. And that still had T.O. on the cover. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when they started the downfall. Because Blitz the League comes out in 2005. And it was a complete, like, you know, different face of what football was. Because they sort of made the rules like arena football on the game. And then it wasn't until NFL Blitz came back in 2012 where they were trying to reboot the series. Yeah. And the latest one came out in 2012. It, it right. died. It, it, died it died after that. Well, because yo, rest in peace in Midway Games, by the way. Um, yo. <laughs> you know. And they took it over when EA took it over in 2012. Oh, sorry. I do remember them trying to resurrect the series and then not really. Close. It was a funny part because you said Recipes Midway Games, which the only thing that they still have going for them is obviously Mortal Kombat, right? right? And there's a little part that I read here that um, in the latest series, they try to put Raiden and Chinook um, in the fucking games. <laughs> Crazy. Like towards the end of it, I'm like, that's just when it becomes too desperate of an attempt to, like, you know, have your general focus not be a sports game anymore. Like, you make it a fantasy concept of what your thing was. That was the funny part about uh, NFL Street. No, but Mid Midway, Mid I'm telling you, bro, Midway's out of business. Midway filed for bankruptcy in 2009. No, how sad. Yeah, that is sad. Midway was no longer selling games and between dispose of all fixed assets at the time. Yeah. Yep. Well, NetherRealm Studios is making um, Mortal Kombat. Combat now? now? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, man. So. Uh, rest in peace, Splits the League. But. Rest in peace, John Madden. Rest in peace, John Madden. More for sure. EA better make that fucking game be legendary. Absolutely. That's all I got to tell I'm you. Sure they will. Man. So your Uber Eats is on the way, My Uber Eats which is on gives the way. us like you know a uh, short time window of how to wrap this show. We're not sponsored by Uber Eats, but we should, we be, should be in 2022. Um, I guess the with that being present is to tell uh, everyone who has the munchies in this concept. I definitely do. For sure. And I got to tell you about all the times that I went to Flavor Town on the cruise ship oh right here on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Why do I feel like you just have like a weird sexual fetish about being Guy Fieri? Being Guy like, Fieri? Honestly. Um, well, number one, you need to stop reading my diary. <laughs> and number two. <laughs> number one, get out of my fucking head. Get out of my fucking head. <laughs> um, so... The first thing that I'll bring up is that um, there's like one of those bullshit restaurants for, you know, Guy Fieri on the boat, right? Wait, hold on. What cruise uh, line were you with? 
Carnival. So that that must be a carnival thing because the last carnival cruise I was on, I my whole family loves cruising, so I've been on probably a dozen my whole life. Nice. Privilege. What can I say? Good privilege. What can I say? Anyway. Yeah. I mean, like uh, with my first that happened, I'm going to try to take advantage of that as much as possible. Yeah, some, that must be a guy. That must be a Guy Fieri like carnival contracting because I, the last cruise carnival cruise I was on, Guy Fieri had a restaurant on there as well. The one thing I kept making fun of people about is just like, why the hell would you get burgers from the free burger spot when you could still get free burgers from Guy Fieri's spot, which is doctoring up burgers a hell lot better than what the fucking like one cafe was I doing. I mean, to be perfectly honest, isn't Guy Fieri the carnival cruise ships of chefs? Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love you, Guy. No, what does that mean, Cody What guy? does that mean, Cody <laughs> Welcome. What the fuck is this guy talking about? Forever will be... God, that, that commercial, unfortunately, now kind of makes me sad. But anyway, go on. Go. It, do, it does make me go sad. On, go on, Esabro Ferrari. Let's, let's hear it. Look, man. Let's hear the breakdown. The, the other part that I got to... The other part that I got to mention is that not only did I take advantage of going to Flavortown as much as possible um, on the middle of the water, it's every time where like we were winding down and nothing was going on on the ship, it's just like you flip on the TV, just like you do in any other hotel room. And the only channel that worked was Food Network. <laughs> so it's just like you could not escape Guy Fieri on this cruise ship, no matter how hard you try. <laughs> so in the whole inspiration of, you know, going offshore and trying as much food as possible in Mexico and Belize, like I tried to channel, you know, a small hybrid between Guy Fieri and Anthony Bourdain, because he also went out of his way to try as much food as possible. That's another thing. Like, the chef that works at the barbecue joint I'm at, um, and he's no longer there anymore. Um, his name was Terry French. He also pretty much just said, if you can go out of your way to try food from a foreign place, take advantage of it as much as possible. TV. I don't even have to go into the whole detail of like stereotypical Mexican food. The best seafood I've had in probably years, and I fuck up some surf and turf a lot. Oh, yeah, was off of off of the coast, mm -hmm. right here in Mexico. Oh, yeah, man. It's just I gotta send you this plate, man. I mean, s some of the best grilled fish: calamari, octopus, bassa. These fish tacos that I made with bassa melted in my mouth bro like it, it just makes me depreciate tacos even more coming back to the states margaritas that just tasted like water and it's just you come back here and they're just too fucking sweet here man i mean like i've got a bigger appreciation of how to you know drink tequila now and i will conquer my kryptonite by seeking tequila to drink better that's right, ladies and gentlemen, tequila is my weakness, but slowly but surely I'm going to conquer it. And then when we went to Belize, we had a signature dish with the way they cooked chicken and coconut rice. And, you know, to be even 
to show our hand on how big or fat asses we were, we tried it at two different locations. One at the tourist spot where we climbed um, Mayan ruins in Belize. And then the other was the spot where, you know, the lunch was sponsored by the tour. So it was, it confused us at first, but we actually were happy we took advantage of it because the food at the Mayan ruins blew the doors off of the place that they were hooking us up for free. And they even gave us more food. It was absolutely delicious. And it's just, I I cannot reiterate this more, especially with my passion in international travel. It's just, please, please indulge yourself in culture and eat as much food as what the locals are preparing. Because, you know, you could have Americans... We, we, we've argued pizza for days of the regional concept, you know, here we've argued, um, tacos right now, like a- any other concept. Like I know for a fact, I will have better curry chicken in, you know, Southeast Asia than I did in London, but God damn it. The curry in London just was phenomenal. man. Listen, absolutely. Delicious. The reason why, and you'll rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. The reason why he is my favorite and will always be my favorite is because that was his whole stick. I don't want to go to the fanciest restaurant. I don't want to go eat at some five-star resort. I want to go to the little hole-in-the-wall place that's in, in Belize, that's got some little lady in the, in, the old, in, the, in the kitchen making food like she has been for 50 years. That's what I want. Or someone who – or e- even like there's episodes of Bourdain I've seen where he's all over the place that – He'll go to these young these young chefs that grew up in these areas, and they've done the work to procure the best local food and all that stuff. You can't beat it. And dude, preach! If you have the opportunity to go eat abroad, do it. Do it. Do yourself a favor. Absolutely. Thank us later. Let me put you something on the spot, on man. Go for it. Do you have better Greek food here? On what your family makes or the times that you went to Greece. No, the times I went to Greece, without a doubt. And listen, when my mom or my aunt is here from Greece and she cooks, even the food that I make, when I make Greek food the way my mom and my grandmother taught me how to make it, it's great. Mm -hmm. Going there and getting the fresh fish out of the Mediterranean Ocean – Mm-hmm. Other Mediterranean Sea, rather, and you know the fresh, the fresh lamb. I'm I'm starving right now. This is making me so hungry. I'm, I'm like drooling. Your your wires are crossed. <laughs> anyway, it's that experience and going there and seeing how they eat is so different. Like <clears throat> when I ate in Greece, I never ordered myself an entree or an appetizer. It wasn't like that. We ordered some stuff for the table, and everything came out on a big ass platter, and you just grabbed it and made a little plate and went to town. Oh, gotta have it. Mexican food is fantastic. Yeah, man. Um, my travels to Ireland, I think I had bangers and mash, you know, just to compare it from the, you know, different British Isle standard. But the one time I got to sit down and have shepherd's pie in Ireland, despite it not being a traditional Irish dish, was pampered a lot 
better than it was here in the States. And I've, I've had some good shepherd's pie in my time, like some good ass shepherd's pie in my time. But yeah, I, I, like going out of the way to try the food, the way how it was supposed to be prepared is probably the best thing. You do. And don't do it at a resort. Don't go to a fucking fancy ass restaurant. Like, you know, at any of these TV cooks have done as a destination spot, find some. Now, let me reiterate on time of recording right now, even the tour guides when we were traveling said street food right now shouldn't be the best thing to take advantage of, especially in the modern time. But that broke my heart a little because I couldn't have street food and I love street food. Like, you know, the way it's supposed to, I mean, the the same thing you walk around New York, you know, get a dog or, you know, slice of pizza. Like, you know, people ask me all the time, they're like, like, what are you crazy? Like, you're going to eat a hot dog off the, listen, whatever the caloric intake is of it, whatever, how non-healthy it is for me, it's an experience to go grab a dollar slice of pizza and walk around with it in New York City or grab a hot dog off the street. Yeah. The way it is. Go experience food, people. Thank us later. Food definitely needs to be experienced. I'm getting the munchies in the right way, and I got to figure it the fuck out because yours is right. Go figure it out. Mine's, mine has arrived. There we go. So this has been the first episode of 2022 for the Estebro TV podcast. TV, take us home. It's going to be back, everybody. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening. Please share. The, the podcast hit us up on the socials at SRO TV pod on Insta at ETV underscore pod on Twitter. Join the Facebook group. Keep sending us your memes. Listen, you want to put a poll up, put a poll up. If you want to beg the question in the community, go for it. Just thank you for all the support, all the shares. We want to know what your embarrassing stories are on how much you hate your genitals when. So we, we, we want those too. Send send those to us. Absolutely, please. And I have one of those for you as well. By the way, we'll talk about it off air. Ooh, say save it for uh, the next show. Sounds good because it'll be pretty good. Uh, it'll be a good refresher. Sounds good. Uh, also, follow my man on uh, Twitter. Where can they find you on Twitter? No, follow me on Instagram at Theovlas. My Twitter game is. I just use my Twitter. Whack. My Twitter game. My Twitter game is whack. I just use it to to you know keep up on the news basically but if you want to follow me on twitter at theo vlas also on there find this dickhead at s at s bro everywhere you can find him in the matrix go follow him everywhere and be easy happy and healthy new year to everybody and uh the year of resurrections happy new year everyone happy year of triple x for me and my fucking gemini twin here (sighs) Uh, it's going to be a good year, everybody. So we'll see y'all soon. All right. Peace. Peace.